Welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. OuterLimitsRadio.com I'm your host, Ryan. So you're probably asking, hey, Ryan, what's up with the sad violin intro? Well, we happen to be doing a show about if the era of victimhood is coming to an end. And I just thought that was the, the most perfect theme. I actually have that as a ringtone for when certain friends call and it drives them nuts. So we have a great guest, Miss Roseanne Lindsay is coming on. It's going to be a brief interview. This is not going to be a very long show, but she addresses a lot of very interesting points about this paradigm shift. She thinks the era of victimhood is going to end. Miss Lindsay also offers a lot of great insights, and I'm really excited that we had a chance to speak with her. I think we're going to have her on again in the future for sure. So the Outer Limits of Interview Radio Show proudly presents an interview with Miss Roseanne Lindsay. Joining us now is Miss Roseanne Lindsay. She is an author and naturopathic doctor. You learn more about her by going to her website at natureofhealing.org. Miss Lindsay, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Ryan. It's great to be out here on the outer limits. Thank you. Miss Lindsay, you wrote a really great article, which I love, called The Age of Victimhood, A Paradigm on Its Way Out. So... In our culture today, it seems that the victim is put on the pedestal. They're the ones that ultimately get all the attention, and they, they seem that if you cry loud enough, you seem to get your way. From your perspective, why is that not true, and why is that way going away? Well, I see it a lot with my own clients, that people are are creating victims of themselves. We create our reality, and for some reason, we've been led to believe that that's not the case. Um, we have been kind of conditioned to believe that we don't have minds of our own. We're, we've been putting groups all our lives, from the educational system to the political system to you know everything, the government system, even the water system. <laughs> the public water supply uh, dumps us down by using fluoride, which is a neurotoxin, and it and it calcifies the pineal gland so that we lose our connection to our higher self. So all of these things together, I call them matrix. And a lot of people do call it the matrix. But we don't understand how the matrix operates. And when we understand the matrix operates using the building blocks of electromagnetic energy frequencies, then we have a chance to understand who we really are. And in order to operate within a matrix like this, which is a hologram, which is really, if you look at it from a greater perspective, it's, it's illusion. Um, and if we can see that we are kind of on this holodeck, like if you go back to Star Trek Enterprise, these people would go into the holodeck, put in a program, and create a vacation or create the reality they wanted. That's actually not too far from the truth. And so being that we ourselves are electromagnetic, we are both biophysical and metaphysical, we tend to focus only on the physical when it comes to disease or when it comes to anything. We don't look at the bigger picture. We don't see ourselves as, you know, what an atom sees itself as. We know what an atom is. We're made up of atoms. We're 99.999% energy, yet we're so focused on the physical. So I say that once we understand this we, and we understand the tools of how to manipulate the, the hologram, the matrix, we can actually use that to bring ourselves out of victimhood and uh, be the creators and the powerful beings that we're here to be. Okay. Well, one of the first questions I have is that you talk about 
fluoride calcifying the pineal gland that is something that helps that basically has had a tremendous amount of damage to our ability to perceive the sixth sense or perceive much of the information that's coming in. There have been a lot of other cultures that have been on Earth for a long time that never had to deal with water that was as contaminated. So if these other cultures did not deal with the contamination of the water supply that modern-day cultures do, why did we not hear more accounts of them having insight of the sixth sense and insight that most people are not able to have now because of the fluorid, fluorid, sorry, fluoridation of the water? Yeah, uh, I think as as time went on and certain groups became more powerful than others, they thought, you know, here we can manipulate the people. Why not control them by putting them in groups, uh, let them choose between colors, red or blue, Republican, Democrat. Um, let's keep them distracted from who they are. And so over time, we bought into this paradigm. And But I really think that this is coming to an end with uh, – you know, there's a new age coming. Every 2,000 years is a new age, so the energy shifts. I think part of it's that. I think part of it is that people are starting to step out of their boxes, and and so the edges of reality are blurring because people are starting to question more. And when we start to question things, um, we start using our imagination. That is the key because imagination uses the laws of nature versus the laws of man. And we've been functioning so strictly under the laws of man. Under man's laws, government's set up to be basically contract law. So everything's presented as an offer to contract. And we have, whether uh, through our consent or silent acquiescence, we've given up our power. And we are happy to be taken care of. We we want the state to take care of us. We, we then don't have to worry about it. We don't have to be responsible for our lives. We don't have to be responsible for anything, really, as long as we do what we're told to do and stay within the lines, we're fine. But the problem is that um, we are coming up against resistance to our higher self, which is wanting to come up our spirit. So when we resist something, it becomes stronger and stronger until we basically find that we manifest disease because disease is really about resistance. And the symptoms that we exhibit are really about suppressing um, emotions, suppressing uh, who we are. So more and more people are becoming sicker and sicker. And I don't know if even if there wasn't any fluoride in the water, there are so many other contaminants coming through the air, coming through our food. They, I, would, I don't like to say they because really we're all connected. And the purpose of this group of um, people we perceive to be on the opposition is really a reflection of who we are. And it's because we don't talk about uh, who we really are as being these creative beings, uh, as being both of these opposites within ourselves. Everything we see is a reflection of us internally. The external reflects the internal. So I really want to talk about uh, how do we change what we see on the outside. And that is by looking on the inside and seeing that we are made up of both of these sides and we have to merge these two together to be able to express and see what we want to see. All right, well, let me ask you this. If there are people, if this the shift is coming, how do you see that this shift is coming or that this resistance happening? Are you seeing this nationwide, worldwide, and why would there be resistance to this? Maybe people are perfectly happy 
being in their bodies and experiencing the animalistic side of, of their human nature, and maybe they don't want to have this jump or this push into the spiritual. What if they're just completely happy? I mean, why do you see this thing happening? Well, I, I say pay attention to fear-mongering because it's now really ramping up, mm-hmm. and you might see it in politics playing out. You're seeing it in uh, these systems that appear to be rigged. People are questioning things more. They're, uh, you know, it's the media even, too. People are questioning the media is whether or not what they're seeing is true or false. Um, all news is basically the fourth branch of government. It's propaganda, and the government has created its own laws to make it legal now to propagandize us. They're propagating us on our own propagandizing us on our own soil. And people can look this up. It's called the Smith-Munt Modernization Act of 2012, and it's under the NDAA. What's happening, people are questioning because the the president, who is supposed to represent the people, he's supposed to be a public servant. All government is supposed to be public servant. They are not doing their job. They are taking power for themselves. And... um, you know, the, by the executive order, the president is now de- declaring law without Congress. Now, if people are happy with that, I think some people are. They're just going to go along to get along. But there are more and more people standing up. Look at the what's happening in North Dakota with the pipeline. The Native Americans are merging. They're coming together as, as independent nations. They're all standing strong. They're, they're standing as water protectors. They're not even calling themselves protesters anymore. They're changing the language, and they're making a stand to protect all of our rights, our right to clean water, uh, which goes along with our right to clean air and clean food. So many people, whether or not it's your topic is food, water, air, politics, we are seeing this fear coming at us from all angles, and this is the time people are standing up. We're tired of these draconian laws. We don't want to be forced vaccinated, which is what's happening in California as we speak. There is a new mandate requiring all children to be mass vaccinated, um, no choice. Your body is not your own anymore. And if this functions in California this year, it's starting, if they're gonna, this is a test market that they're going to send across the rest of the country and we're all going to be faced with it so whether you know we we pay attention to those few percentages of us that are standing up and starting to talk about this or not we're all going to be faced with these questions soon and we have to ask ourselves do we own our bodies or does the state own our bodies now i'm just curious do you see you said some people are standing up. I guess some people are questioning, but you know you can question and stand up all you want. If there's nothing that gets done, nothing gets done. Do you think that awareness is going to be enough in order to kind of shift the direction? Because I don't know the way I see it. I think most people, uh, most people, I think quite frankly, are getting stupider, and okay. they're becoming more passive, and they're just becoming more cowardly, cowardly, especially in the United States. I think the United States called the land of the free, home of the brave. I think it's the land of the ignorant and the uh, home of the ever-growing, more cowardice population that does not question anything or stand up for themselves. So I, I don't know. Maybe it'll happen some other place in the world. I just don't see it happening in the U.S. at all. Um, do you agree or disagree with me on that position, ma'am? Well, I think you're right and to some extent. And I, I talked about it a little bit in my article where I say that when those of us who understand how this uh, hologram works, we can take advantage of it, and we can show the others. If they don't want to believe it, that's fine. Everybody's on their own path and their own timeline, and that's really what this is about, what I'm talking about, is how we create is through belief. It's through our belief system. If you want to believe that, 
uh, this is coming no matter what, and we just better fall in line. Uh, you're gonna fall. You're gonna fall us into a certain timeline. You're gonna fall into a certain reality. But each reality we create, each of our individual realities, and then as collective we create a bigger reality, a broader reality. And I'm saying we can change the broader collective reality if more of us come into the fact that if once we believe that our thoughts and our belief systems create. Uh, they basically create our feelings, which create our words and actions. So then, based on your action, you create your own reality, right? You buy your own food, you, you do this or that, based on your belief about that food. So if we can understand these principles, and this falls under natural law, so if we look at the seven principles of natural law, there is a principle of duality, or polarity it's called. Um, and it says that you can have a choice about belief. You can either believe that you are... a you are a victim and follow that timeline or you can believe that you are a creator and a sovereign and follow a different timeline. The more people who do that, the more you'll see that in your own reality. You can have simultaneous realities as we go along and that's what's happening, I believe. Um, I think as you look to the bigger picture, you know, each of us in our own lives, we will attract like-minded people and like-minded individuals and um, in situations, I meant. And the more we do something, the more we create that or we attract that. But the other thing we need to know, these people who, who may not, who disbelieve what I'm saying, is that if you look at the seven principles of the law of nature, laws of nature, there is this principle of cause and effect. And, and so it's just like in the human body. What happens, what we eat determines our health. What we don't eat determines our health. But there's also this last principle that nobody had talked about until recently. And it's called the principle of caring. And what we care about is the driving force of our thoughts and our actions. Therefore, caring, I believe, is the ultimate generator of our creation. And right now, what you're talking about is so true, Ryan. Nobody cares. Everybody is, would rather just sit and watch their reality show instead of creating reality <laughs> you know um but the caring principle from what i've gathered is this it's the generator principle and if you go to the latin root of the word gener it means to create so if we start caring about what we put our willpower behind that's ultimately what creates the world and if we look around we can see that most people just don't care enough they don't care and it's through their own actions they don't care but if each of us were told, were, were held, each of us were, you know, connecting with somebody who told us that each of us is unique, we're an individual expression of this greater power, this greater consciousness, um, and this consciousness is made of love, and we direct this energy of love through our own intentions and our feelings and through the emotions, our own emotions that we create this reality, that would be a shift that nobody could miss. There are some people who choose to eat meat. Some people don't choose to eat meat. And I want to know that if you have a situation where you have an animal that is taken care of, that is loved, that is ultimately put down in a humane fashion, and someone consumes that meat, and you have some vegetables that were grown properly, yet the, ve the people who are around the vegetables happen to be the most naive and most evil people all the time. So the people are constantly cursing and they're infecting the, those vegetables with negative energy. Which of those two sources of food 
is going to have a more positive, more calming effect on the individual? Can the um, plants actually have a more negative effect based on how they were cared for by the people? Absolutely. I think you hit the nail right on the head because it's really what we need to know is emotions and vibration. Everything everything is vibration. Everything is frequency. So if you look at the lower frequencies, lower frequencies manifest as anger, aggression, uh, control, this desire for control, um, disharmony, versus high vibration manifests as joy, love, uh, peace, a state of harmony, that kind of thing. So if we know that this happens, we can consciously create what we want. We don't have to just eat, you know, raise plants with uh, classical music to get what we need. We can raise animals humanely and still get the benefit of that meat because of the vibration that is engendered in that animal. We create, and that animal is a direct result of how we interact with it. And so when we, it's like as a naturopath, I talk about this, as we heal ourselves, because we're all connected to everything and everyone, that vibration ripples out and it affects the people around us, directly around us. And that changes our individual reality and the reality of those around us. Now, what if we did that on a, an exponential level what if we cared for ourselves what if we cared for our animals and our plants and our water and our air you know i believe there's a group of people that know how this matrix operates and they're manipulating things they're keeping us in a state of low vibration through fear through uh chemical poisonings whether it's you know in the body through vaccination or through our water supply through you know fluoridation and other other lead and other things that are coming up to be known now um we really have to ask questions of ourselves is this how we want to live and it's always a choice the minute choice is taken away from us we know that you know Things are being manipulated. We are born to choose, and we're born to have choice, and that's part of how we create. And even if we're faced with mandates, they come to our door, or they threaten us, we have the right to say no. We can always choose to say no. Because you know what? This is not all there is. This We are here in these earth suits right now, and this whole thing is about our soul growth and when we come when we come up against these challenges we need to look at them a little differently or we're going to replay history over and over and from what we know of history we know that nothing ever changes so how do we we can stop using the word history and start using the word now let's create now and not even talk about the future because everything happens in the moment and we have to come to the point of where some of us are with Alzheimer's maybe, people with Alzheimer's live in the moment. They don't remember the past as well. I mean, some of us, maybe that's a good example of where we need to be, at least in some of the the ways we act. Um, I think that's the key right there. Turn off the TV, focus on what's important, start caring, use that eighth principle of the law of nature, and watch what happens. I think some of us need to see evidence to believe it, but that's okay because that's how we play out our lives every day. As a Reiki practitioner, yep. what kind of energies do you sense or see about people? Can you tell me if someone's eating meat, can you tell if they're consuming mass media? Is it something that those vibrations or frequencies do? They infect the codes of the person? They make them ultimately bring into their experience more negative like experiences? 
Yeah, I, I tend to see that people are in a state of fear. Um, they start uh, cycling things in their head a lot. You know, they second-guess themselves, they doubt themselves. I myself have been through this, so I can speak to it because I myself was faced with um, profound hypothyroidism at one point in my life, and I had a choice. Do I take the drug and stay on it for the rest of my life, be managed as a disease, which I didn't believe that I was, or do I choose to try something different and step outside the box and really take a risk and just trust? So I think that's that's the key here is that we tend to cycle our thoughts over and over and over again without just putting them down, like minimizing them like a screen on your computer, minimize those thoughts and try to trust for once and see what happens because that is the hardest thing to do sometimes. And when I was diagnosed, I chose to trust my own instincts because we all have intuition and I think we don't use it. We this is a victim mentality. We tend to trust other people's opinions, the doctor's opinion, the pol- pol- politician who we pro- give proxy of, of our vote over to them to vote for us, to tell us what what is best for us. You know, they tell us they're here to save us from ourselves. I mean, please, have we really become victimized in that way where we don't believe we can take care of ourselves anymore? I really believe that I didn't want to be a statistic. I didn't want to be diagnosed as profound hypo and just leave at that. So I I stepped outside the box. I found other healers to help me. I, I researched it. I um, used natural medicine, food as medicine, and medicine as food. I went back to Hippocrates thinking, like the, you know, the culture you talked about at the beginning where people lived like that. <laughs> and and within less than a year, I reversed it naturally. Now, this is my mission, is to help other people know that they have a choice. They don't have to do what other people tell them. Other people's opinions are none of their business. And they can actually take advantage of people like me who've done it. And I can be a guide to them to help them do what their body was made to do, which is um, heal itself. Miss Roseanne Lindsay, I want to also bring to your attention that you're also author of the book, The Nature of Healing, Heal the Body, Heal the Planet. It's gotten a lot of positive reviews. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Really enjoyed having you. What is the best website that we can find out and learn more about you? Oh, well, you can find me on natureofhealing.org, or I'm also on uh, Facebook at Nature of Healing. Excellent. I want to also bring to your attention that your articles have been seen on websites like Activist Post, so you're definitely impulsed with a lot of what's going on. Ms. Lindsay, it was a great pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Ryan. It was a pleasure. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our great guest, Ms. Roseanne Lindsay. Special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Laura Lynn, Ms. Constance Stellis, and Ms. Lisa Caza. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. So the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, we've got a new Christmas show coming up very soon, so stay tuned. Blessings and peace. <laughs>